Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Welcome to another episode of the Mo Show podcast. Uh, I have with me uh, Muhammad, my old uh, physio and friend. How are you doing, brother? Alhamdulillah, doing fantastic. Thank you so much. Welcome back to Jeddah. It's been a year and a half since I left uh, after the pandemic, and uh, I missed home. And it's good to be back. Mm. Really good to be back. When you said a year and a half, honestly, it did not feel like that. I mean, it, it really felt like it was six months if I was to take a guess. Yes, yes. And I left um, September 2020. Um, I took I, I took a risk to go um, fully online, so I went back to the UK. And, you know, when life gets in the way, um, having my second boy, um, working away, studying away, uncovering new concepts about health, um, seeing, well, I think, seeing the truth, um, helping people out, and the time just goes by like this, and you're like, well, hang on a minute, I haven't been to Jeddah in so long. And Al-Ula, Onlu Jamba, all this is happening, and I haven't seen it, well, it's time to come back. Yeah. Congratulations on Thank your second you. boy. Thank you so much. Uh, so this time around, um, what have you been up to? Have you really done Al-Ula, Umluj, uh, Jeddah, and just all in a couple of weeks? I came literally last, uh, I think it was the 29th of Ramadan. Um, alhamdulillah, I managed to go to Mecca and I missed that so much. Um, and then obviously it was everything after Eid, after Eid. So we saw family and then um, sort of rented a car and, and my wife was like, it's time to explore Al-Ula. And I'm like, um, yeah, I heard it was the season, hot air balloons, whatever it was. And Mo, I was blown out. And uh, I'm so proud where everything is going, honestly speaking. It was really nicely organized, a lot of facilities, and a ton, and I mean a ton to do. I wish I had, I had more time, but it is yeah, what it is. A lot to do. And you have to think about five years ago, uh, there was nothing there. It was, um, was kind of like Umluj, like a, like a fishing town, but a desert town. You know what's mad? Um, I told my cousin, well, not my cousin, my wife's cousin. I've been to Alola. He goes, Mo, um, about 10 years ago, I have pictures of me inside the tomb holding bones. And I thought it was Mandy Bones. <laughs> and I'm like, he goes, I held a jaw and I thought it was a jaw of a lamb. People disrespecting the place. But I realized this is the deceased people of Alola just left to be tempered with. And I'm like, what? The, the, from, from hundreds of years ago? This was 10 years ago. But bones of the deceased of yes. the... Um... Of the actual people. You know, when he said this, it was a sense of sadness. Because I can almost imagine this could be the remains of something even way better that we could have seen. Mm -hmm. And I can almost imagine people going in, disrespecting the place, vandalizing it and breaking it. But hey, this is where we are now. Nabataeans, right? Nabataeans and I think two more. Yeah, Nabataeans and, and a couple others. I'm not, I can't remember the name. They're the ones that started Petra and then they came down. It, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. It makes me think how much stuff was was tampered with or or taken before the RCU uh, managed to get a, a hold of the of the area. I mean, I spoke to one of the guys and I'm like, um, so when did you guys start doing this? They said 2002, and what? 2002 is probably where they started thinking about it. I think because my wife's cousin, he was there 20. 12, 2014, that's more oh, that's about 10 years ago. Mm. He was inside holding bones of these guys. No, I, I hate to do this. I hate to cut off my guest. <laughs> Mohammed, in 2002, there was no organization there. <laughs> it was just, it was a free for all. Take your four wheel drive and off you go. Exactly. Yeah. I know people that went, I know people that went 2013, 2014. Yeah. And, um, and it was also a, a case of, you know, just un, unmanned, if you will. And it's just sad because this is history. Why disrespect it? Yeah. I mean, if you have your religious belief, I respect you, but don't disrespect it. Totally. Uh, what's it done to you, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, that's the whole thing. So you left anyway. to London and you've been there for a year and a half, London, yeah, Manchester. How's my life? God. Back uh, <laughs> so I was in, obviously, um, I've been in Saudi for some time and my last day was from 2016 all the way to 2020. Um, uh, my London, when I, when I went to London, it was still prime pandemic. Uh, we, we couldn't leave our district. It was pretty strict. Um, so obviously we're all homebound. Thank God I was um, chipping away, working, studying. But uh, I just missed home, like genuinely missed Saudi. It's the weather, the food, the people, the culture, um, the whole vibe. Um, but yeah, I mean, being around family does take a toll on you, but uh, it is what it is. L London is fun. Yeah. No, not when there's a pandemic. No. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But now things are normal. It's open for business and all is good. Just like that. Just about. No, it's, it's literally as if nothing existed. Okay. Which is 
that's a topic for another day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on from that. Yeah, please. Uh, um, so, Mo, into you, a physiotherapist. You've, yeah. uh, me and you know, you and I have done a lot of work, especially on my nagging uh, meniscus issue. That's right. Initially, what made you want to get into uh, the field of, uh, of physiotherapy? Amazing. Uh, I started off as an accountant. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So um, my father was like, you know, do accountancy, he's got good money. And I didn't know any better. So I studied accountancy um, around 2011 um, and then did a voluntary work in a bank, hated my life. Two months later, I resigned, went to my dad. I'm like, I would like to fix something and talk to something. What is the best combination? He goes, um, physiotherapy. I'm like, hang on a minute, that sounds fun. I get to speak to people and I get to fix people. So um, I went back to the UK um, and then I did what we call sport rehabilitation, which is sports specific physiotherapy. This is where the athlete would get hurt and then they would go through general physiotherapy and then we would literally bridge them from being hurt back to the field. Absolutely loved it. It was very specific. It was straight to the point. And um, I think I graduated 2015, 2016. Um, and then it was that time I came to visit my father and he said, Muhammad, uh, the new prince, Muhammad bin Salman, um, he's really um, increasing gyms here and why apply here? You know, um, and I'm like, dad, I just opened up my clinic in, in, in UK. What, what's, what's going on? He said, just, just, just go for it. So without mentioning names, I, I, I went in and um, handed my CV in, in, in one of the gyms and uh, it was like that. They said, yeah, just come join us. Amazing. And the rest is history. Yeah. Uh, how good do you feel, uh, you know, just w working with people who, you know, at some points just feel hopeless. They lose hope on being able to operate the way they used to. I, I asked that because I felt that. I mean, what's the highlight of, of what you do? Is it to give someone their ability to function the way they used to at a time when they thought they never would again? Wow. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, I mean, all we have literally is, is our body, our limbs, our legs, uh, and literally any hindering pain is, is, is a pain in the butt pretty much. It really does take you down. Um, what happened was uh, when I started working with athletes, these guys would do a snatch and then, ouch, uh, I hurt my shoulder, cool. Uh, I went for a deadlift and, ow, I tweaked my back, cool. So it, they were pretty easy. But quickly then I realized my, the clinic was full with what we call outpatients or outclines. People, the word was spreading because what we were doing here, Mo, we were doing functional training with the physiotherapy. It's not something along the lines of, hey, just come, lay on the bed, I'm gonna massage you, put some electrodes, call it a day. It does not work like that. There's a lot of active involvement from the client. Uh, and sadly, there is, there is um, a common phenomenon here without, again, um, uh, I respect the medical field, but sadly, uh, they would go and get the advice of rest for like a month or two or three and do nothing. Um, BS. Uh, um, this is just my view. Um, for a person to get better, they need to move. You gotta move. You have to move. Because that's a conundrum I've faced when I re-ruptured my meniscus. Yeah. Do I rest and ice or do I work? There is a grace period of, let's say, 48, 72 hours. You're swelled, you wanna take a break, cool. But month outside of your movement, are you freaking crazy? Mm -hmm. You know, even I had people coming to me with the roshita, the prescription, rest for two months. Mm. I'm like, who wrote this? But obviously without going further into it. So I quickly realized in, uh, alhamdulillah, my name was moving about and I was getting uh, people who had a lot of back issues and I mean chronic back issues, the extended years, neck, shoulders, um, sciatica, trapped, uh, trapped nerves, you call it, it, it was it was fun for the first couple of years and then obviously um, there, was a, there was a very weird trend I noticed, yeah, yeah. What was it like being a father for the second time? Oh, God. We're uh, <laughs> ready for that one. Huh? Uh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> We're not done with talking about physio. I have a lot more to talk about, but it's, it's a subject that excites me, as, as, as you probably can know why. Yeah. Um, uh, but but that being a father the second time, was it just as exciting as being a father the first time? Oh, ya Allah. How did the experiences differ? Uh, I, I don't know how to approach this because uh, Laith... I mean, no, Adam is a pandemic baby. Laith, um, Laith, 
I actually don't know how to approach this because I was more excited with probably the first one. Okay. But the second one, I was kind of prepped for. Like, I, I know how to be a dad. But the second one, he completely threw me off. <laughs> Completely different character. Um, obviously, now you notice the little jealousy between the first and the second. They're very close in age. But it's uh, it teaches you a lot. It does teach you a lot as a dad. And I'm very, it's a blessing. Uh, in, in the field of, of physio and medicine and all that, technology plays a huge part massively we we all know that massively um challenging to keep up with uh you know new trends and techs and techniques uh okay so uh when i started off um i was really impressed by new ways of mobility um all the new gadgets the theragun would just about i'm like i'm like what is this this is a someone literally found the drill and thought hang on a minute i can use that on my quad and like wow it makes me feel good let's make a product out of it and so i i saw theraguns i i saw um and they had these freaking weird shapes uh, it was sexualized for one point i'm like what is this stuff um compressions elevations whatever but again all these we're gonna come back to it is just superficial changes per se but again it's difficult to keep up and they're very distracting they do well they sell very well in the states uh theraguns and they push they market hard they're they're actually I mean, they, they sponsor like many shows i see no one markets for an egg yeah. it speaks for itself but yeah. you want to market for a freaking drill and uh, with all its forms and shapes and obviously people will buy them you quickly realize though that um it's it just it's another gadget in the toolkit so no real you know benefit from it it's just it 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 if recovery was 100%, let's say it's about 5%. That's all it adds. That's all it literally adds to your toolkit, including uh, electrotherapy, including, um, including um, let's say, cupping, because this was my toolkit. That was, I was using all host of stuff. But again, Mo, you, you, imagine you had to take your car for maintenance once every week. How would that feel? Not very good why is my car keeps breaking down every single week? It will literally pose a question. Yeah. Um, I, I was talking to a, f- a friend physio of mine and he told me, once you have a bad back, you will forever have a bad back. And I'm like, excuse me? He goes, yeah, it's just, it, it's something that we, we deal with. And we've been seeing clients for years with bad back. And I'm like, okay, hang on a minute. If the best of creators has created the human body in the most magnificent way. You're telling me that he created the machine, i.e. the human body, that the moment it goes faulty, it will further stay faulty? And he was like, uh, well, I didn't think of it this way. I'm like, why is it not self-healing? Why is it not that the moment you have a bad back, um, give it a week or two of rest plus progressive movement and the pain should go away why is it reoccurring and he didn't have the answer for me eventually obviously later on i managed to grab some logic around the whole concept because then it really answered a lot of uh, my questions and, and i'm sure we'll, we'll touch base on yeah. this as well yeah yeah are you happy with where we are today as far as where, where health and fitness is concerned in terms of what's available to us the information we have the tools we get yeah. today compared to 20 or 30 years ago has the landscape differed in favor science is progressing massively and so is disease which 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 begs the question gyms have increased in numbers um uh, the number of pts nutritionists gurus is literally exploding both virtually and in person yet people are still stuck yeah. which is which is freaky in a way because logic would dictate well if i have a gym around the corner why do i still have the rate of obesity sky high why do I still have people um, seeing orthopedic doctors for back and knee and shoulder and whatever? So to answer this question, science-wise is progressing. We have more information than we ever had before. The application of it is a bit funky at times, to be honest. Yeah, I think, I mean, stress plays a big role in, in, in human lives today, right? And you can go one of two routes. You can go the easy route, yeah. which is to do the opposite of what health should suggest, which is, which is just to eat. Because because eat I mean uh, there there is such a thing as stress eating of course uh, so, something that I'm guilty of sometimes <laughs> um, aren't we all yeah well maybe not you not <laughs> and then there is the route of the gym okay the route of the gym is costlier on the day and mm. not as fun the route of eating thank is you cheaper thank, on thank the you day. for bringing this up by the way 
This is what I see because I, I felt it in, in my... And it makes you feel bad that you're doing it, yet you know it's not the right approach. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen a person before, literally, um, you would call them skinny, and then you would say, but you eat as much as I do, mm-hmm. yet you never gain weight. Yeah. And then you would question yourself, but I don't even eat as much as you and my weight is gaining. Because since I've gone to, through the online sphere, I realized that overweight, uh, the population, they need help the most. And I constantly hear this coach, I have done dieting for as long as I remember. Um, I reach a good result. And then all of a sudden, I get this naham, this sort of urge just to eat. And I can't get myself to stop. And I know it's wrong. I know sugar is wrong. I know gluten is wrong. And I know dairy misses my hormones up. And I know and I know gym is good. But I just can't get myself to do it. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And then they rely on the next uh, sort of boost of motivation. Whereas it's 1st of January or the next offer that comes from the gym or whatever. So what I'm trying to get to here, emotions is the core driver to help literally is i mean you've said it emotional emotional eating and what is stress stress is this massive umbrella that can be categorized literally into certain emotions um i will just literally i'll tell you a quick story uh, that happened to me when when i was renting my car about three weeks ago um so i was standing at the desk and my id is written like um, a physiotherapist or pt something along those lines so i was like oh and the captain uh, from what gym i'm like i'm like this one and that one he goes listen can you help me out with a diet and and, and training program you know, this is like the first, and the guy was like seriously overweight. Uh, now we have something within the world of um, uh, categorical medicine. Um, we can tell what's happening emotionally with the person just from the way he looks. He had a lot of, um, obviously we can't, I can't just tell if it's water or fat, but he had a lot of deposits around his upper arm. What, is that, what does that look like? So um, he, can, can you envision an apple? Yeah. He looked like an apple. Like literally, okay. it was just it was just like 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 an apple round. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. And I I told him I told him, do you want me to be frank with you and straightforward, or do you want me to beat around the bush and give you what you want? And then he looked at me. I said he said um, he goes yeah go ahead. I said you have some serious issues with your mom, fix it, and your weight will go. He looked at me and I kid you not, he had a little tear drop in his eye. There was Da'amil next to me, he goes, please go inside. And then he said, but h- how did you know? And I'm like, he, go, uh, he said, Anta nafsani. I said, listen, I'm not a psychologist at all. But within the world of health, we understand that emotions play a big factor. And here you're telling me that you tried to diet for so long, and you're asking me for another diet program. Why do you want to go through the same route? And it's not giving you what you want, he goes, I don't know any better. And this is the sad reality that people don't know any better, so they think it's the next hip hop sort of diet is that instead of keto, I'm going to go to Cambridge diet, I'm going to go for Atkins, I'm going to try low calorie, I'm going to try, oh, I might as well register for this food that preps and send it to me for 1500 calorie a day or whatever, whatever this is, obviously, um, it's all superficial behavior change. And behavior change is not enough to get a person to be consistent and to have some serious results, because emotions will always come back and literally bite you in the backside. How do you know it was his mother that he had a problem? Amazing. Um, so I'm gonna touch on this topic very superficially, okay? Because I'm still studying it, but within our team, Team Fitra, we have an expert within within that knowledge. Um, the arms uh, are, are a resemblance for like hugging someone, okay? Um, and usually when you have a person who has um, what we call man boobs, or a lot of fat deposits around the upper arm, he is usually missing. <laughs> Self-conscious. <laughs> he, no, you're looking good, by the way. Thank you. You are actually looking good. Seven kilos over. Yeah, no, but, but I'm talking about him. He, he was completely like, like no definition whatsoever. You have, you have an amazing definition. Thank you. Um, this is my trainer. <laughs> uh, I met him a few days ago, by the way, but anyway. He's a good man. Um, um, basically, um, when you have fat deposits around the upper part of the arm, it usually indicates that you want to hug someone, but you're unable to. Okay. Yeah. Um, and usually that person, if it's if it's the male, it's usually a female correlation. And if it's the female, usually a male correlation. And most likely our trauma comes from the mom or the dad. Uh, between the ages of whatever it is, there's a bit of difference. But what I'm trying to say is something has happened during his lifetime 
and the emotion has been on repeat and his body is telling him please be at peace with this emotion or for God's sake forgo it or accept it so I can live my life so I can be the body that is intended to be you know without any hindrance it's like a ball and chain he's unable to free himself from that obstacle we can if 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 we can touch on this topic men are not allowed to express their emotions because of cultural reasons but obviously this is coming to a change um but like i said the, the prophet when his son son died he picked him up and he was crying i mean it's nothing bad but it's as almost when i told him that he was he felt free that someone can actually understand him yeah. now um countless stories i mean um silly light a lot of women are are actually having difficulty with a lot of weight from the head down and that indicates lack of safety for example the, the they're feeling unsafe uh, we, I, I, for example, I've worked with, we, we have some clients and, and they're not even heavy. We're talking 65, 70 kg. They'll be classified normal, but they would say that this weight, why has the body decided to accumulate the weight there? This question, I, was, I asked it to nutritionists and a lot of people who are heavy in the field. And they'd say, well, it's your metabolic body. It's just decided to, to, to put it there. It decided either to put it in your belly, on your hips, or your legs, or your arms, or, or your neck. Genetics? Genetics are loaded, and they say environment pulls the trigger. However, though, again, why? So our, our, our gene is loaded with the codes. But why has that code been triggered? You know, that question always it keeps coming back and emotions always come back to play that role. 100% all the time. Wow, yeah. it's deep. Um, uh, it it, it touches, it, it since, you know what? Um, it, it, we can look deeper, but say, for example, um, Prophet Jacob, when his son Yusuf was taken from him, the, the ayah says that because of sadness, there was a white cloud that covered his eyes. He, he effectively went blind. Almost he lost his sight. That's a clear indication that emotions causes physical issues. Now, if he was alive today, he was he would to go to an, um, an eye doctor, optician. Um, no one would say, "How are you feeling? Are you feeling okay? Has something happened to you recently?" The first thing would be like, "Let's check your eyesight." Well, oh, it's gone. Okay, take this pill, and that's. I respect conventional medicine. We need conventional medicine for emergency cases, but for chronic cases, the reason it's called chronic because they haven't found an answer for it. So instead they will give you the pill, whether it's painkiller, whether it's antibiotic, and then most likely you will carry the M&M bag for the rest of your life. And the more people that I've seen online now, it gets to me because they would say, we've been in this freaking realm for years and we don't know why. Am I meant to be broken? Am I meant to be like this for the rest of my life? And man, it hurts. Yeah, it does. It, it does really hurt because it's crippling. Yeah. I just want to go back to the point about uh, males not feeling comfortable or manly enough to Ooh. speak about uh, mental health issues, yeah. uh, stuff that you know makes them feel uh, <sighs> inferior. That's changed in the in the West. Uh, maybe 10, 12 years ago, mm. so the mental mental health has been taken seriously. Pro athletes talk about it. No one's laughing anymore. Nope, it's not funny. Um, I think there's just more acceptance and inclusivity and people are actually treating it like a medical condition as if you were to suffer from depression or OCD or whatever. So that's actually happening here. Um, I know it. more people speaking to therapists in Saudi than I ever did before. I'm talking about males. I had my session yesterday. And it's okay. That would have been that. That's taboo. I hate ten years ago. How could you? How dare you not be a man? In my father's era, you would have been the the joke of this of the town if you said that I'm seeking help with a therapist. Although back in let's say my dad's granddad's, the fear propaganda didn't play the same role as today. So they didn't have fear literally swarming their life day and night and uncertainty and this and that it's a different generation yeah so they didn't need it i don't think was there was diabetes prevalent back in the day i don't think you saw many people who were severely overweight you know it's just um so it's a different generation and obviously um, yeah, 1960 it started to go up uh well yeah 19 58 it was in 0.9 uh, percent of the population in 2000 and 
15, it was in 8% of the population. Awesome, there you go. So, eight, so 8x in the last 50 years. Well, that's not long ago. At all. Okay. At all. Now everybody's holding, mashallah, a smartphone, and uh, the news is bing every five seconds, and we're constantly, <gasps> Russia and Ukraine, right, gonna, yeah. the economy, fuel yeah. prices, <gasps> and that constant, uh, how long can your body tolerate it? Yeah, you can't. And, and and we idiots, me on top of that list, we activate notifications so that we get news Guilty. when it, I mean, you know, like- You wanna stay up to date, man. You wanna know what's going on. Yeah, fear mongering. You know, news it cells. is fear mongering, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope, yeah. uh, fear and, and, and f okay, so it's two things. It's sadness from the past, fear from the future. We look, we look at our failure experiences and we're like, oh my God, if I replicate that in the future, this is what's gonna happen. We are we are, are so upset about what happened, and we are so scared of what's coming. We're not even here. Present, yeah. We're not even here, and obviously, the media knows what's. This is the game now. Just either make them look at what happened, or make them think about what is going to happen. And because the body is not present anymore, the body actually falls prey to the sickness. Yeah. And who takes over? Without mentioning the name, the P word anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so true. I mean, we laugh because it's 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 our reality. It is the reality. It's a sarcastic laugh, anyway. Uh, Mo and for the longest time, I wanted to do cupping, oh, and uh, when I, cupping. I found out that you <laughs> offer that in your services, uh, you're actually the first and only person to ever do cupping on me. Thank you. Uh, um, is this something that's like tied into? Back in the Prophet uh, mm. Muhammad's days, uh, was was that something that was available back then in those days? So you know, cupping goes even way before the Prophet It's something that um, blood is your sort of your life funnel. So cupping was something that was readily available to everyone. It it applied the pressure in the skin. It applied the pressure to your muscles, so it made you feel good. At the same time, with the Chinese sort of terminologies and the Meridian channels and everything. Um, something so effective, so cheap, so quick, yet not so invasive. Obviously, there's a level of invasion with the small cuts. Um, you can help yourself feel better. Again, it is one of the tools besides so many tools um, that a person can adopt um, alongside many other things. But again, I will come back. If, if, if I have right now, if I have someone coming and saying, I have back pain, can you please cut me? I'll tell him, look, I will copy you, but I'm going to take you through a journey. Because if I was to do a copying on you and let you go, I'm doing you a massive disservice because I know this is not the only way. Or you need something else with it to make sure that the pain goes away effectively. But yeah, copy, copying is beautiful. You uh, And I was told how good I would sleep. The night after my first, I must say, yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was out a good yeah. 10, 12 hours. I mean, pressure wise, it you know, the, the limb system is like your sewage sort of canals. It, it just, it, it helps. It, it really does have magical. Um, you actually reminded me when I get mine done, I get back to you. <laughs> 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 haven't done it in some time. How often should you be doing it? Every six months. Every six months. Once. Okay. Some say every four months, some say every six months. Uh, I'm talking about hijama here, hijama. which is the blood. Yep. But the actual cupping, cupping as part of your, let's say, your quote unquote maintenance once a month, once every two months, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, uh, just in doing some research, you know, before you came, yeah. I, I wanted to know something about uh, arthritis because it's something that. Um, my grandmother actually suffered from um and and i wanted to know um, you know her late 30s for me is there something that i can do to not eliminate but prolong arthritis or can we eliminate it from our lives of course of course okay uh number one i'm not a medical doctor okay um so anything i'm gonna say uh obviously i'm i'm, I'm accountable for it but i am not gonna talk medicine because that's that's not my realm at all now um arthritis or let's say for example hashashat al-adham where your bones actually go weak before we speak about that topic more have you seen men and women in their 70s 80s 90s freaking conquering mountains yeah yeah you i mean for sure. riding bikes like yeah. it's no one's business yeah. and 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 i've seen i've seen videos women muscle on the 70s 80s lifting heavy weights yeah. so the Climbing fact Kilimanjaro if not Everest some of the biggest yeah. my god and doing strong men training yeah. regimes yeah so clearly this is an indication that your bones don't weaken with age okay because we have this perception oh, how old are you I'm 30 
برت فين يعني وات هابن تو يو فوي هاف ذيس برسبشن از وي ايج وي جيت ويكر اند اي اوبسلي وي نو وير اتس كومينج فروم بات اني واي ويزن ذا كاتيجوريكال ميديسن بونز has to do with the feeling of ability i'm able to do something just the feeling the moment you adopt the feeling of i'm unable to you're going to be hit with muscular bones issue obviously tendons and ligaments depends on the place each place resembles something okay this is from the emotional perspective now from the um let's say from the now physical perspective which is i think where your question is coming from um the bone density it will literally lessen and dense depending on what are you doing with your body like if if i'm just sat down all day not applying some basic resistance on my muscle and on my bones naturally it's gonna weather away weak things break 100 million percent i mean okay i've met people again 70s 80s they did fall down they broke but their healing was very quick why because they had a good lapse of an active lifestyle picking up weights you know playing with weights just being active generally at the same time i met people including um, my own family members three hip surgeries and almost few months back to back it's like she slips she falls and her hip goes a um, few months later it is repeated and, and and it's repeated again up until she becomes um, wheelchair bound Yeah. effectively so it has again the the emotional driver is extremely important extremely important and we look at that and then we look at how can we physically get that person to move the problem with this is i'm going to physically move to prevent osteopenia or osteoporosis that as a goal it, it's not mo you're not feeling it here it's like i have to work out the moment you tell yourself i have to do anything you're not going to last more than a week oh. because then Working out becomes a chore. My God, it's not meant to be a chore. I mean, you have over 360 joints and it's not a chore. It's meant to be an enjoyable journey. So the moment you tell us, I have to to prevent, it's going to go really south. Yeah, you're going to be doing it from the heart. That's the case. Um, do, do chiropractors do more harm than good? I mean, is that something who we, someone nah. who, we should see, <laughs> who we should see every six months or so as we would Can come? you pop my back, please? Because <laughs> I went once and the guy was like, your your spine is like a letter Z almost. Mm. I was like, what? F- it's did, some... it, did it scare you? It did a bit. I'm going to tell you something. I'm against... Um, so when I, when I have, and I've, I've seen this many times, I'm against, because words have, have a lot of power to it. خلاص. and I'm against passive treatments if they're for a long time passive treatment meaning I want someone to help me recover that's an issue in itself mm-hmm. that means we're dependent now chiropractic is, is, is a very old practice and it, it, it helps a lot of people you know but my question is that person that you've helped has he relapsed is he still coming back to you because it goes back to And the guys that I was practicing with in the UK, they believe that if you have a bad back, bad back, you will forever have a bad back. And I'm like, no, no, you're able to, you you will get a bad back eventually, maybe, maybe not. But then just the same, like you're cutting, let's say a tomato in the kitchen and, and you cut your finger accidentally, the wound will close. But if the wound keeps reopening, well, hang on a minute. Why is it reopening? Yeah. You know, people don't ask why enough. Keep asking why until you get to the bottom root of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, important. 100%, um, 100%. Governments across the world, they spend m- billions on keeping their citizens healthy. Are they? Um, <laughs> I mean, NHS <laughs> and, uh, and, our, and our people here. I mean, God there's, there's this free, this free med- medical Of here. course, 100%. In, in, the U- in the US, I don't know what the state is over there, but I, I've had experience with NHS and of course over here. And... How much are citizens contributing to that number? You, you know, of course, if you chose to live a healthier life, you uh, you know you would cost your government less. Um, but how inflated are are the numbers? Is 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 there something that people can do collectively to 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 help bring the kind of government expenses down on our health? More amazing question. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'm going to rebound that with a question. When we mean by health. 
here government helping the citizens to be that do you mean that the, the increase of capacity of hospitals and stuff like this no i basically mean what can we do as citizens okay. to live a healthier life so that we can lessen the burden of expenses on the backs of our government oh thank you so much um okay um is uh, is going for a jog every day enough <laughs> and eating the right thing. What else should we be doing? The thing is, I do want to say something and I'll be held to it because I can tell some, because I hate jogging. This is your, your opinion. No one's going to hold you. Yeah. I mean, if you were to tell me to wake up in the morning and, and jog around the block, I'm like, why would I do that? What would you rather do? I mean, I can get on a bike. bike. I can go for a walk. Yep. I can do some um, resistance training. But the question is, why am I doing that? Yeah. I have this beautiful vehicle and I wake up every morning saying, God, I thank you for my, my working neck, my working shoulder, my working hips, my working back, my working knee, my working ankle. What can I do today to be grateful for that body? Because well, in shakartum la'azidannakum, right? So from that perspective, I'm going to use my body and by using the body, I'm actually being grateful to that body. I'm being grateful to the one who created that body, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as a result, he increases me. But the problem is here, Mo, when I go for a jog in the morning to lose the extra belly fat, that belly fat is going to come back. When I go to the gym for my wedding, after the wedding, oh, the belly is coming hard. Yeah. You hear people, oh, mashallah, I'm a jawist. Yeah. What do you mean, a jawist? What's that got to do with anything? You know, it's like the biggest BS. It means you're not on the market. <laughs> it's the worst thing you can do for your spouse. I impressed her, right? Yeah. And she probably... Now she's stuck with me. What happened to you, man? Yeah. Obviously, that affects a host of problems. Truly. But that's for another day. Truly. Um, so I think intention here plays a big role. And the problem is marketing ha has really affected people. It gives them that sense of impression. Oh, um, do this and you will look like that and do this or you look like that. It's all extremely superficial. And that's why people are not sticking to one thing. But if we're talking superficially, of course, active lifestyle is the real deal. Mm -hmm. Of course, eliminating sugar and gluten and dairy is the real deal. But how long can you sustain it for? And why are you doing it is the question. With regards to the sugar point, I came across a doctor on YouTube who said that he went sh without sugar for 30 years and uh, his immunity just went through the roof. He hasn't gotten sick in 30 years. I think the number is once you have a little bit of sugar, it paralyzes your immune system by 70% for about six hours. Wow. Shuts it off. Does that include sweetener? Stevia, no. But or sweetener, yes. Stevia, no. Sweetener is um, is the manufactured calorie-free, and that literally freezes your nerves. It's 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 a disgusting chemical that really hurts diabetic people. So stevia is okay. Stevia, the natural stevia, the leaf stevia, the organic stevia is yeah. the best thing you can. Better do than honey. A little bit of honey. Uh, no, honey is fine. Uh, 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 okay, so you can sweeten anything. Okay, uh, um, and, and the honey itself has a lot of benefits from, from a healing perspective to sweetening perspective. That's fine. But more anything in, 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 in considerable amount is, is fine. It's honestly fine. Obviously, we cannot take one piece and focus on it. Yeah. You have to take the whole spectrum. Totally. I mean, when I eat a cupcake and someone sees me, <gasps> Muhammad! You eat cupcakes? Cupcake! I'm like, so? Because goes, Salamat! I'm like, what's the problem? Cupcake make you fat and they're unhealthy. Inta, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm speechless. Like um, I love cupcakes, by the way, and I make them at home all the time, gluten free, whatever. But what's wrong with cupcakes? What Leave cupcakes alone, cupcakes? man. Cupcakes. They, they are um, they are a weakness to cupcakes me. Cupcakes well. and bubble tea. Me and my wife love bubble tea. <laughs> what's that? What's bubble tea? Bubble tea is basically um, uh, so red tea, specifically red tea. You boil it and then you add a bit of milk, and then you have uh, what we call um, they, they have different names, but this little uh, black. Um, Bowls, they call them. Uh, they call. They call the, If I'm gonna get the name right, uh, boobas, or um, okay, the name has skipped me. But it's 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 an Asian thing. It's okay. an Asian thing. Yeah, it's called bubble tea. It, when when you get to London, I'll take you. On. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I'll be very interested. Um, you know what uh, really uh, brings me down with re-rupturing the meniscus is that I can move less. And this reminds me of when I ruptured it the first time three years ago. I gained weight. And when you move less, you gain weight. So if you don't really watch what you're eating. Shall I tell you something? Is it possible statistically that you can rupture your knees and screw up your hip 
and be a bit bound and not gain weight? Is it statistically possible? Or are we saying this yes. is 100%? No, 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 of course, of course. Yeah. So it's all, you know, gun to your head, you know, you'll only have soup and salad every day for the next no, year. No, 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 no. And that person is eating cakes and really messing up their diet. Crazy metabolism. So we can hang it on metabolism. So why does he have high metabolism? Genetics. That takes us to the initial episode when we talk about genetics. There is something controlling genetics, controlling. So my gene has so many codes. Why has the gene, I'll tell you something. Have you been taking your knee fixing as a challenge? I have to fix this within this time frame. I'm, I'm, I'm so exhausted from that, having it healed and then playing football. You're like, oh my God, it I happened again. I can't go, I just can't do it again. Do you feel this is a state of despair? It's frustration. Frustration. It's major frustration. But it needs to get fixed because I have. It has, it has to get fixed. There's so much to do. Yeah, so much to do. What are you telling the body? You're throwing the body in the future. I have a lot to do. So the body's like, harder. I'm going to load up calories because you are feeling internalizing that I have so much to do. And I can almost guarantee you this. If we were to go back slightly in time and you're like, well, I ruptured my knee. I'm at peace with, with it. Now what can I do? You're the only one who can literally tell me, Muhammad, no, I'm genuinely at peace with it. Or no, this shouldn't have happened. And now I'm challenging it, I have to fix this. The I have to fix this part, you're telling your body, mate, we have a lot of work to do and this work is in the future. So you better quote me up because we have a lot of stuff. The body's like, I had an opposite experience. Uh, my wife, after giving birth, um, she went into um, what we call postnatal depression and it was a bit tough. It's the first time I experienced mental health face-to-face -face. and um, didn't happen with the first. It was the first one. This was the first Adam, one. yeah, okay. yeah. And I didn't know what to do. And it was with the pandemic and with with the instability of work and everything. So a lot of things came. So I thought to myself initially, you know what? I'm gonna take it easy. I went the complete opposite of a challenge. More my weight dropped from 75 to 62 in about a month and a half. My goodness. I I I, I look at my pictures. I'm like, 15 percent of your body from 75 to 62. Yeah. Yeah, I was eating and I was training. And when I would, would meet my clients, I'm like, Muhammad, what's going on? I'm like, I actually have no idea. I'm like, I'm eating, I'm training, but my body is, 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 is vanishing. I'm like, what's going on? Now I realize that the way I approach the event, I'm like, I'm gonna take it easy. I'm gonna take it slow. The complete opposite of hell yeah, let's do this game on challenge mode. You shouldn't be at both ends, you should be in the center. Bisalam, complete peace. It happened to us. If I have to drive my car from A to B, the car is gonna arrive to B, but I can be driving this car in a happy state, in an angry state, or in a, in a just in a, in a peaceful state. Anyway, the car is gonna arrive, right? Your knee will eventually heal now. Yep. But now you took it with so much challenge, your body's gonna load up because your body wants to give you calories for the future. This is what we call categorical medicine. This is what it speaks about. So physio is the answer. Pool, bike, um, So look at your emotions again, and then really put down a plan that suits you and make sure that plan is obviously con sustainable, consistent, and really ask yourself why you're doing it. Um, I found one thing that really works with the weight loss guys. Um, it, it's, it's been really interesting. Giving them the power of choice, not giving them bland rice and freaking bald chicken for three three times a day, power of choice. And um, I'm, I'm allowing them to choose really helps them in the long run. But the word, let's do a 30-day challenge weight loss, it goes completely opposite because it goes south for a lot of people. Um, having bland food, stripping away your favorite, I mean, let's face it, food is an emotional thing. Do you enjoy food? Very much so. Does it make you happy? Very much so. Imagine if I tell you, Mao, I can help you lose 10 kgs in two weeks, but you're not going to eat all, all this stuff. What would be your first impression? Get out of my office, please. <laughs> I won't be too happy. Is this life? No. Because I, I, to, to my choice, life is choice. Choice is happiness. You strip away choice, you stripped away life. It's like we were created free. So the moment you approach anything feeling restricted, 
and you get to the result, I can almost guarantee you, you will relapse. And when you relapse, you're gonna relapse double. Yeah. I hear you on that. It's not fun. I've, I've lived it, I've seen it. Mm. I've, seen, I've seen how my body reacts to, you know, coming back with, with a vengeance. Because and, did you take it as a challenge? You're like, oh, I'm gonna lose weight. Yeah, Ramadan, and I dropped five. And then, End of Ramadan, playing soccer, it went. And now, and you put a bit up back. seven, swing. Do you believe in coincidence? Yeah. I don't believe. I don't believe anything is coincidence. So everything it, happens for a reason. If uh, look, I'm, I'm just playing scenarios in my head here. Mm. If let's say you start your intention right, I'm actually gonna use Ramadan to 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 treat my body fairly, and um, I'm gonna cruise through whether I lose or not. It doesn't make a difference. I don't think this would have happened. Would you say the the trauma that happened on the field was really justified for a meniscal tear? No. More, I had people coming to me and saying. When I smell food, my weight goes up. And we have friends, for God's sake, they eat double our food and their skinny twigs. Explain it to us. And I couldn't. Now, I, now I'm able to. I'm like, are you taking weight loss with a challenge? Because you're the only person who can you're like, yeah. I'm going to prove to them. I'm going to prove to my parents that I'm successful. I'm going to prove to my work colleagues. I'm like, yeah, this is it. Who, why? You're actually, in a nutshell, saying, I don't love myself. So I'm going to prove to everybody how successful I am. And your body doesn't like that. So your body's gonna give you a temporary result and then wassalam. Yeah. Some type. <laughs> That's crazy. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's so simple, but it's beautiful. Absolutely. <laughs> if it was simple, we'd all do it. Uh, um salam. Yeah. Just remember the word. Allah salam. Lifestyle medicine. You mentioned that. Mm. Um and, and I did a bit of research on that. There are a few pillars, healthful eating, yeah, uh, physical activity, stress management relationships and something we don't take uh, very seriously, which is sleep. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about lifestyle okay. medicine? Um, it's a crucial topic and um, we, we can dive deep on it, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners already know a ton about this, but there's something that I picked up. Healthful eating. When we use the word healthful eating, that means we would use the word junk food, which is fried food and everything. Now, have you seen this? Someone who has been really eating clean all of their life exercising, looking well, and all of a sudden they get a coronary heart attack or a coronary heart disease or heart attack or something got to do with this. Have, have, have you ever come across? Yeah, you hear I've seen it. it. Yeah. Logically, it doesn't make sense. And I've seen people, and I was literally talking with someone about this today, they were smoking, well, still smoking, 60 plus years, eating literally Asian food, you know, Asian food, fried, whatever. MSG. Mo, their heart is good as a horse. So how do you explain that? When, okay, you know what? In, uh, we were talking before the episode about intention and when you have your intention in the right place, there's an energy in the thing that you're doing. And then the world opened, opens up its doors in a way that's unprecedented. And I think genuinely, when you start labeling stuff and when you start labeling people and when you start labeling events, this is where the problem happens. Because everything is neutral, yeah? Corona is actually neutral. Those who found Corona positive, they managed to harvest it and really excel in life. And who named Corona negative, they, they had a lot of issues. The same thing with food. If I say fried food is bad, but I love fried food and I eat fried food, I'm going to get problems from fried food. Yeah, same thing. If I eat healthy food, most likely I'm forcing myself to eat that green salad. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm talking for myself. If oh, I have to eat healthy food today, the first instinct oh, is going to be cucumber, lettuce, um, um, I don't know, gluten-free, whatever. Man, my heart is lit off. I'm not even excited about food anymore. It, it sounds like an engineering experiment. Just eat food, make sure it's clean. من الطيبات يا أيها الذين من الطيبات Eat من الطيبات It's clear. When you see food, ask yourself, is this من الطيبات or not? If not, Eat it, enjoy it, khair baraka, but stop self-beating yourself out after the meal. Khalas, move on after the next meal, eat min al-tayyibat. Like whole foods, real foods. Bas, khalas. Yeah. Don't overcomplicate it. Yeah. Overcomplicate it. Obviously, really uh, sleep is simple. If, why did God create morning and night? Yani, it's, 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 it's such a straightforward, just <laughs> movement, haraka, from nahar in, in the morning, and sleep, please go to bed. It's as simple as that. Yeah. But again, this is too superficial. There are, there are emotional drivers, and one of them, for example, lack of safety. For example, if you generally lack safety, you'll be anxious. I'd be, imagine like you're looking around yourself and 
anticipating something. And usually because we have dealt with people with issues of sleep and when we address this driver as an emotion, where is he feeling the lack of safety in and we resolve it? Mo, it's like there's a switch that happens on the same day and they're like, oh my God, by 9, 10, my body was yawning. And I haven't had that feeling in years versus doing everything on a superficial level. Uh, 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 curtains blackout, leaving the phone from 7 p.m., uh, cutting food three hours before, uh, whatever, and then trying to get to bed and still not working. Yeah. Because the emotion is, is within you. Resolve that and I can almost guarantee you, your body automatically will shut off when the night comes, period. Because your body knows it was created to do that. Yeah, I once walked in the room, my son was in a squat position, playing with his toys. I'm like, who taught this guy mobility? <laughs> he was born like that. He born doesn't, like that. His fitra. ankle, knee, hip, خلاص, it's the fitra. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Fitra. That's what you named your company, fitra. Yeah, fitra well-being. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that word, by the way. And it is so beautiful because you, you do realize that we, we, we were uh, brought in with the default settings, and, but just it's, it's the information that we absorbed in the media, it really took us astray. Mm. And just, just, just come back to it. What's your ratio of people who you help uh, online and those who you physically interact with? Uh, one of the reasons why I came to Jeddah because my clientele 80% are in Jeddah. Okay. Yeah, uh, so I, I came and I met them in person, obviously seeing someone online and then meeting them in person, it, it, it was so good, it was really good. Um, my ratio is, I would say it's um, nine to one. Like online I, nine. Yeah, online nine. In person, it's so little. The beautiful about Corona, the beautiful thing about Corona, it excelled the internet 10 years into the future. Yeah. And I assume it's the same thing with the episode, with, 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 with the podcast as well. Everybody right now, it's on podcast, listening, YouTube, whatever it is. So it really excelled everyone to the future, okay. including health awareness. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure. Rabbi Lak, alhamdulillah, I was ready at the time and things just plugged in. Yeah. And it just went. Even uh, on a governmental level, like I don't know if you uh, use the app Atamarna. Uh, Atamarna. I like that, by the way. Yeah. And I had a feeling it was going to be here to say. Um, for those who don't know what it is, uh, we used to go to Mecca for, yes. you know, without having to log on an app or like book a slot. And since. Uh, when Corona happened in, mm. in the middle of it, they shut down uh, Mecca, which is something that I don't think ever happened in history. It might have happened once, um, but uh, they 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 introduced this app, and now a day before you go, you go, you choose your slot, and and there's more control over who's mm. there at what time. Uh, but you know, irrespective of that, in Ramadan, it was shoulder to so shoulder as far as the eye can see. And, uh, and I, I, I went to Medina during Corona and it didn't feel like Medina to me. No? Khalas. How come? It was just the spacing, the controlled numbers. It yeah. just, the vibe disappeared. Yeah. But now, obviously, uh, as if not, nothing has nothing happened, happened. Which, which is mind-boggling, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. So like, what's, next, what's next for, uh, for you and, um, and what you're going to be doing? Next, and I'm completely honest with you, it's really driving that concept into um, uh, the... Um, uh, my approach is Watan al-Arabi halian, because I'm onla online, I'm, I'm full on Arabic. I used to do a lot of stuff in English, but I realized, hang on a minute. Our, our people, they need help first. Yep. So I changed my approach in Arabic, and now we are infusing the categorical medicine approach with the functional medicine approach into this package. We help people through you know, um, orthopedic issues, um, organic issues, and our main focus is weight. Obesity is not stopping. It is so simple to literally sort out, but not, not as superficial as we think it is. If you're still dieting and exercising, oh my God, dieting and exercising, and then dieting and exercising more, it's probably about the time that you consider a different approach for God's sake. And personally, I think trimming your stomach in half, gastric sleeving, and sucking your fat from a machine liposuction, I think it's a criminal, criminal. thing. Criminal, yeah, I thought, I thought so too. Imagine you've got a problem with your car and your engine is broken. You're going to respect the car and actually go fix the engine. Yeah. No go beat the shit out of it. Imagine your laptop is genuinely struggling, the screen is going fuzzy. You're not gonna get a hammer and smash the screen. Yeah. You're probably gonna go reset it, right? So why is it that we go and trim shortcut? People want quick fixes. More under hurt. Mm. Uh, you know what? I had this client. Uh, he came to me for a, for a back pain, and uh, obviously we figured out it wasn't. He went to Germany. 
got a gastric sleeving. It didn't work. Went for a second one. Didn't work. Went for a tagheer masar. It didn't work. His esophagus, they put silicon in the esophagus, which is the food pipe. So the so he feels fuller quicker. They put too much, it actually locked. So he was in he was in a liquid diet for a very long time. MashaAllah tabarakallah. He lost a lot of weight. He goes, I hated the process. He went back to Germany to unclog what he done. Why torture yourself so what are you? Are you a machine? Ijda. Yeah. When I heard it, I'm, I was stunned. I'm like, can you actually I find it honestly complete disrespect to the body? Everything can be healed naturally. Thank you so much. You know, like bothers me when people are just on medication and they're not looking at. Munkin may have by the way. And by the way, um, on, on, a, on, a, on a off tangent, some people are actually benefiting from being sick. You know, all the empathy. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it could be. Allahu alam, I'm not judging. But um, I'm very, because online, it, it's, it's, you know, Mo, it's, it's, it's a jungle. And when I speak about my approach and we get DMs and comments, I'm very careful how I approach because I just want to help people who are ready. Mm. And one of the conditions, I'm like, have you done dieting and exercising enough to like, please don't speak to me about grams or calories. I'm done. Mm. When I hear I'm done, I'm like, ta'ala, ahlan wa sahlan. Yeah. Time to open a new chapter. Yeah. You, you, you will now buy into what I have to say to you. Now that you saw that the other shit doesn't work, you're going to want to And by the way, I'm, I'm not going to call it actually shit, but... Um, it does work for some people. Medication, the placebo effect. Whatever we yeah. call it. <laughs> but do you do you agree that that, that big pharma and doctors um, work closely together? You want to shield me up? I'm in trouble, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you for answering the question. Mo, I took when Adam was born. I took him to a pediatrician, and she was prescribing the milk with the brand. She, was, she wasn't saying just buy a milk from age. She was like, the milk with the brand. This pharmacy specifically. Wow. Yeah, see. Sabah al-khair commission. How much? 10%? <laughs> it's a two-way street. It's two-way, huh? It, like the, it, it sends people. It sends traffic in either direction. You know, the, the doctors and there and the pharmacist. I mean, uh, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't a salesman. I'm like, you're good. Yeah. She's making double her salary anyway. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I respect doctors. I respect the big pharma. I respect them all. Lahum al taqdeer, honestly, complete. But um, if your approach is not working, and I'm, this I'm talking to individuals, just just say bismillah kida and uncover new things. Yeah, got it. Message to the world, Muhammad. If you have the attention <sighs> of the world for uh, 10 or 15 seconds. Yeah, quickly. Uh, you were not born to struggle. You were not born to be in pain. You were not born to be, you know, you were not born to... to to, to malfunction. So if you're malfunctioning and your approach is not working, ask why, ask why, ask why, and never stop asking why up until you resolve your issues. And stop hanging it on genes. Allah khalikum. My family, they're all this, or my dad is that, so I am this, or they're this, so I am that. The moment you hand your keys to someone else, you will certainly never get better. Like, like say, say for example, I'm unable to find a job because the economy is bad. Yeah. BS. You'll never find a job. Halas, thank you so much. And by the way, whatever you believe is true. This is what I, I, I personally think. And you are the easiest person to lie to yourself. <sighs> yeah. And who are you lying to, by the way? You know what I mean? It's like, I'm just... Uh, yeah. <laughs> done. Well, thanks for coming on, Mo. Thank you so much. Enjoyed the conversation. I really enjoyed this, by the way. Me too. It's, it's very nourishing. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, Felt like a therapy session. <laughs> More for me, but I like venting. <laughs> but if I offended anyone, sincerely, no. And um, I love everyone and I respect everyone. And again, Have you done podcasts before? Um, a personal one for my own clients. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's just a message that goes out to them, but nothing public. Yeah. Speak to the very, very real, very flowy. I could see you on some of the big, big ones. Thank you. Thank you. Wallah, I'm, and, not, just, I'm, I'm not just saying it because you're in front of me. So much. Uh, it's uh, it's captivating. Aslan and, and and I I think we I think Mo I think we met about one month before I traveled or two months. Yeah. And I'm very grateful. Uh, and I think it's 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 boiled down to to this moment. I I genuinely think nothing is coincidence. And I'm very happy and I'm very grateful to have known you. And I'm very proud of what you're doing. Thank you. And Jid, wallah, Jid. Means uh, a lot. May Allah bless you and, and, and really 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 crank things up. Thanks, man. Thank and you know every time you send me a message um, on Instagram saying what you just said like i take it to heart i don't take that for granted or anything that anyone says to me 
positive or negative negative i look at it as an opportunity to get better and positive uh, it uh, it gives me validation i'm like whoa i'm doing something yeah, pretty yeah, cool 100%, here 100 uh, thanks uh, do come by again man when you're in saudi next time definitely i know you have a flight tomorrow yeah so i'm gonna back let to you manchester get packing <laughs> you're here with the kids as well yeah the wife and the kids yeah okay, they really so enjoy that to uh, let you be on your way she's probably like where is he <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate it, you thanks Thank for stopping you. by man Maybe more. all Thank the best so man Thank you.